Therapies podcast. We're really excited today. We have a very special hall star y'all have been asking for. We're really excited to get to talk with her. We have Ashley Williams here. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner. And Ashley, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Hi, Rachel. It's so fun to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes. Uh, so what we've been doing in these last few interviews is we've been asking our guests to tell us, how have you been handling this crazy time with this quarantine? Have you have you been doing any puzzles or or quarantine baking or anything like that? How's it been for you? The puzzle, the puzzle has been purely sort of like a metaphorical catastrophe for you know my me trying to get my brain around the whole world. Um, yeah, I don't know if as Hallmarkies, you guys know my sister, but my sister is Kimberly Williams Paisley, who does the Darrow and Darrow movies. She's the best. She's my sister and my best friend, and she offered up her house when the pandemic hit. Um, and so my whole family went and lived at her house for four months. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Um, yeah. we're, we're so grateful to her. And I was in the middle of, um, shooting, I was shooting a movie up here in Vancouver. I'm in Vancouver right now. And I was here shooting a movie in March when we shut down. So I went to Kim's house for a few months and then we came back here in June um, and I've been here ever since. So the part of the quarantine when I was isolated, there was definitely not any sort of like recreational. I have two tiny children. Yeah. So it was really just about trying to keep them alive. Yeah. And they're boys. So by that, I mean, Ooh. trying to keep them not from not killing each other and me. <laughs> and, themselves. and they're um, little like, yeah, 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 three, yeah, three, three and five Ooh, yeah. now three and six, but um, yeah, they're little and they um, are feral. So um, <laughs> It was a big job. There was no, every time all my friends were like, oh my God, Netflix all day and drinking wine. I would be like, I need to get off of the phone with you right now. This is not healthy for our friendship. I don't want to talk unless you're super stressed out. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I feel like jealousy is a thing I'm feeling right now. <laughs> it's not good for our friendship. Yeah. That is really funny. <laughs> yeah. For some reason I was I thought you were in New York for some reason. I was, I was okay. not crazy. I, okay. I do have a, an apartment in New York that's sitting, that's been empty for seven months. So if you know anybody oh, wow. that's looking for a place to stay, let me know. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> we'll put all the contact, uh, the, uh, just in the description, your Twitter and all that fun stuff, people yeah. let you know. <laughs> uh, well, so how did you, because your, your sister, as you said, is an actress. Um, how did you both become interested in acting? How did that all happen? Um, good question. Uh, so when we were little, my mom's best friend was on a soap opera called Another World. Um, her name is Anna Holbrook, and she won a daytime Emmy. She saw my sister. Now, my sister was the kind of little girl who... When she's walking down the street people like stop and stare and ask if they can take her picture you know and this was in the 80s so um i mean she's just gorgeous so anna took my sister's professional photographs and took them into her agent and said you need to represent this girl she's a star and her agent started repping her and kim started working right away and when kim started working both my parents were writers right so not like particularly wealthy people but um 
as soon as my sister started working, my mom was like, oh, you're all doing this. Like, this is going to pay for college. We're going to be mm-hmm. all set. Yeah. So, uh, so we did, we all started working. Um, so every day my mom would pick us all up from school and drive us. We were living in Yonkers at the time and she would drive us into Manhattan and we would go on auditions for commercials and print and TV shows. And we all started working. <laughs> did you like it? Did you enjoy doing it as a kid? I liked it because I still am, but have always been obsessed with my big sister, Kim. So whatever she did, I was like, can I come? <laughs> I just wanted to be in yeah. the party, you know? So, um, mm-hmm. we, uh, so, and I got to be, you know, we didn't, we didn't really do sports. Like my mom would pick us all up and I would, we, she would bring like snacks in the station wagon and we'd all drive into Manhattan. <laughs> were you ever competing for the same part or you have enough of an age difference to not? We, I, even if we were up for the same role, it's the, the competition word isn't a thing. Like what's cool is my sister and I are really different. Um, and there was one time when she got offered this pilot and she like sent it to me and was like, I don't know, should I do this? And I was like, this is not good material. Like, I really don't think you should do it. And it would mean like, she was living in Tennessee and I was like, it would mean living, living in LA. Like, I just don't think you should do it. And so she's like, all right, I'm going to pass. So she turned down the TV show and an hour later they offered the part to me. (laughs) And guess what I said? Yeah, "Yeah, I'll do it. (laughs) My standards are a lot lower than hers are. Um, Yeah, that was really the only time, like, every once in a blue moon, she'll be like, did you audition for blah, blah, blah? And I'll be like, yes! Um, But we do things so differently. Like, even Mm -hmm. if we were to audition for the same part, we would have such, we just do things differently. Our brains work completely the converse of each other, Mm -hmm. which makes for a really good friendship because she's always offering up a perspective that I've completely missed. Yeah. Which is the best well that's great that's the great thing about sisters I have three sisters myself so you get uh, yeah I get it <laughs> it's a lot of fun and also yeah. I, she doesn't she like she can see right through me she'll be like mm-hmm. what are you doing right now what yeah stop can you stop this kind of annoying and I'll be like oh totally you know she just knows me really well yeah um, which is nice mm-hmm that's great. I love hearing that. That's awesome. Uh, and uh, so you, uh, according to IMDb, at least you started out in a soap opera, I think. Yeah. So, well, I, that was one of my first jobs was, yeah, I was 15 and I did uh, as the world turns. I was on as the world turns for two years. Yeah. So what was that like? I mean, that must've been pretty, I mean, they have limited hours of course for, for minors, but still must've been pretty grueling for your first, uh, first real, you know, real gig. I mean, I don't really remember if it was grueling. I remember like the school element was complicated, trying to go like managing school and that was intense because I was a contract role on it. So I was working a lot, but you know, they would kind of like pump up my storyline during the summer and mm-hmm. then during the school year, I'd only work a couple of times a week. So it was really just about managing like, okay, which days am I working and which days am I home? And then on the days when I was home, I would like, go, go through all my classes. And then I would go to track practice and then I would do my homework and learn my lines and then go to work the next day. And, you know, I just sort of like yeah. dealt with it. Yeah. I do well with chaos. It's good. I like yeah. it. 
as long as I have it on my calendar, that's my key. Exactly. Exactly. If, it's, if it's not on the calendar, no hope. No. I will not remember it. Yeah. And if something is not on a list, it doesn't happen. Yeah. So it's like people okay. call me with a request or whatever. And I'm like, you don't have to send me an email because if I don't have an email, it doesn't go on a list. And then it doesn't happen. That's right. I'm yeah. the same. I'm the same. Yeah. So you probably get a little tired of talking about how I met your mother, but uh, so I, I was a huge fan of the show. I hated the ending of the show. Yeah, I would. Yes, it made. I was. It was one of the first things that I ever did on YouTube. Was my like thirty-two minute near tears response to oh. <laughs> I'm your mother I really hated seeing that why did you hate it tell me I I hated because I felt like they had spent the the whole show pretty like solidly defending why they were bad for each other why Robin and Ted were bad for each other it was a toxic relationship and there they end up together and I was just like are you kidding me right now I was so mad and the fact that they had built up Barney and Robin so well and that was the whole last season was their wedding and I'm like what I was so mad but I love Victoria and I I, I mean I would have been a million times happier yeah. if he had ended up with Victoria and I think that most fans agree yeah and they were just so like stuck on they had filmed that ending in season two when they thought the show was going to get canceled and then and then so they never let their they never let the ending grow with their characters and i was like ah i was so right. mad but so i guess all of that how, how how was a plain victoria and do you agree that he should have ended up with victoria <laughs> Well, first of all, that was a dream job on mm -hmm. an iconic show. Um, yeah. And it felt iconic even as I was there at the time. There was an amazing energy on that show where you were just like, oh, this, this, these are amazing people, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and just a really fun, easy, watchable, lovely show to, to, you know, sit and be able to be in the audience of as well. So, um, so it was a great job for me. And to be honest, I would so much rather be the underdog that like wasn't chosen rather than mm -hmm. the one that was chosen that everyone's like, well, I don't like her, you know, <laughs> this is so much better for me. <laughs> I would rather, I would rather lose and have everyone, yeah. you know, sticking up for me than the reverse of this. So I'm, I'm, I was okay not being the mother. I mean, yeah. it would have been great for my career. It would yeah. have been great publicity. Mm -hmm. um, well, I mean, especially if they were going to kill off the mother and then have surprise, that would be terrible. You wouldn't want to be the one that he goes to after she dies. To be honest, like ever since the pilot, I was like, oh, it's Robin. Like I mm -hmm. always thought it was Robin. And yeah. then I about trying to figure out how it wasn't Robin. Like, cause nothing else ever felt right to me the way Robin mm -hmm. did. So to me, that was satisfying. Yeah. Cause the, the, the thing about Ted and Robin is that they I don't think that they made each other better and I think that Barney and Robin made each other better people mm -hmm. and so in somebody like Victoria or even um can't think of her name all of a sudden but who Sarah Chalk played yes. um yeah that that they made Ted better mm -hmm. um the mother made Trace uh, Tracy made Ted better yeah that's what you want in your relationship and the whole that this is not how I met your mother podcast, but the whole, um, 
the whole point of the show was about how he found his great love and that made him a better person right and so for him to end up with this toxic relationship was just like oh shoot <laughs> i mean yeah he, but he did grow with robin in his life they weren't mm -hmm. romantically together but he he did grow with with her as a close person you mm -hmm. know and yeah i would hope that they're their union is more, you know, maybe a little bit less stressful and intense than marrying like the love of your life, you mm -hmm. know? Maybe yeah. She's it, just a good companion and, you know. Yeah. I, I hope that they, I hope that they somehow make it, but I'll never forgive. I'll never forgive them. Fair enough. <laughs> she has, the Rotten Tomatoes has spoken. Baze and Thomas, they ruined my show. Um, but, uh, but no, I'm just, I, I, it really was very disappointing for me, but I still loved the show. And, uh, especially the first five seasons, I think are so funny. And, uh, I especially, uh, loved anything with Marshall and Lily was yeah. just my favorite. The so they're the best. You're losing your hat. I know my hat is falling off. <laughs> I just get so upset when I talk about I'm your brother. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh so let's talk about home, your hallmark films yeah. so uh, you i think started with october kiss maybe That's yes right. no yeah um so we love that movie oh good in, on the podcast yes we did a whole episode of on friendship just on that uh movie uh and nice. yes and it's so cute and i think you are so cute in it oh, and uh, just as this cute little nanny who can't do is making up weird yoga poses and and uh, and helping these kids and and uh i don't know i think you have really good chemistry in that one uh with the with the lead and i don't know what did you, what was it like filming that film well yeah that was my first hallmark movie and you know i i wasn't that familiar yet with the brand um i didn't I don't think I totally understood yet what was happening. So for me, mm -hmm. it was all about trying to figure out how to write jokes that would get in. Mm -hmm. Like that was the whole game of doing that movie for me was I would like write jokes ahead of time and then pretend that I ad-libbed them by accident to see if I could get the camera rolling while I said them. That was a lot of what I was doing. <laughs> it was a little weird. And I think the network was super annoyed with me because they were like, can you just say your line like can you just calm down and say your line and I was always like totally totally blah, and try to say something funny mm -hmm. um so you know that was really what that movie was about for me was I just thought there were so many opportunities for humor like the whole idea about trying to convince them that I was a real mermaid was my idea and the director was like this is really weird and I was like I think it's brilliant like let's go towards it let's do mm -hmm. more you know um and so she was really patient with me. <laughs> and I'm that just is... super annoyed. <laughs> well, I think you can feel it like has an energy that sometimes uh, you don't get in some of these films. And a lot of times I feel like the sort of the first, uh, the first movie uh, uh, is sometimes my favorite of, of whether it's stars or writers, you know, there's like that, that uh, it just feels a little bit fresh. Yeah. And I think you can feel that here. And uh, I don't know. I just think it's such a sweet, and the fact that it's Halloween, it's one of the only Halloween Hallmark movies is really yeah. fun. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was fun to make. This is really good. Uh, so then you have the uh, Northern Lights of Christmas, and that was a lot of fun. The reindeer in love in that movie. That was my favorite part. That was so funny and cute. Totally. <laughs> yeah, it was also fun playing a pilot. I liked that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. And so you, did you do that in Vancouver? No, that actually was shot in North Bay in Canada. Oh, okay. A teeny tiny little fascinating area, um, like right smack in the middle of Canada. Mm, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and so I just saw on your Instagram that you posted about Christmas in Evergreen 4. Mm-hmm. So I have a shocking, I guess, theory on Christmas in Evergreen. I'll run past you. I think <laughs> that you should have picked Marcus Rosner in that movie. Yes. Really? Because he's he makes all the effort to fly in a helicopter all the way to Evergreen just to spend time with you. And, helicopter, <laughs> though. and the other guy, he wants to go to Florida and leave Vermont, hey, the happiest place have, on earth. Do we not have love for Teddy Sears here? <laughs> I mean, I like him as a human, but his character in the movie a little straight like a little he just he doesn't even appreciate vermont Mm. in a christmas movie and here you have marcus rosner who take a second right now and recognize what you're saying it's so funny doesn't even appreciate vermont that's right (laughs) yes and so i think i think you picked the wrong guy I really do. I think you should have picked. I love the controversy. Yeah. This is what I've been saying for years. Have you done a 30 minute, you know, YouTube video about (laughs) it? I have not. Well, I'm expecting that next. Okay. I'm not doing it. Get on on it, girl. I mean, I figure we haven't seen Teddy Sayers in any of the subsequent films. So there's still a chance for you to show up with Marcus in Christmas Never Green 5. I married Teddy Sayers' character. <laughs> has gone on to way bigger and badder a Hallmark movies. He's fine yeah. with his little dimples. He's doing just fine with what Jen Lilly? Come on, right? Jen Lilly, <laughs> Jen Lilly. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. No. So it's funny. You just met, I actually interviewed Jen Lilly this morning. Aww. So. <laughs> full circle yeah. uh, i'd like to take a second and thank our sponsors for this episode of the podcast they are the good folks over at care of and they've been a sponsor for us for uh, quite a little while and we're very grateful to them and they have a they have high quality products meets personalization and i think that's what makes them special and all of care of's products are formulated with good for you clean ingredients that are backed by science and they are super transparent about the research and sourcing behind all of their products and you get individualized recommendations that come in daily uh, individual wrapped packets that are perfect for getting back into a routine. We all are sort of struggling with that right now. And, and you have, even it has your name on it. They're very individualized. And the way that they become individualized is they start you off with you taking 
their five minute online quiz. And this quiz, it asks you about your lifestyle, your sort of your belief in vitamins, how you feel about that, your lifestyle, your skepticism, your health concerns, all that stuff are taken into effect. And then you are given with your recommendations for what you should be taking. And that's very, very helpful. And you can adjust your pack at any time. It's like having a one-on-one consultation with a nutritionist all without leaving your house. And I know when I took the quiz, I was able to narrow down to my sleep needs as being my highest priority. I was able to get some of the dream team on the go uh, quick sticks and those have melatonin as well as other Uh, properties that are good for helping you to sleep and they've been great. It's a wonderful service that they offer and makes things quick and easy. You can have it delivered, you can have uh, it on a regular basis, or you can individually order your vitamins. Important for all of us right now with fall coming on that we fall back into a healthy routine. As the season changes, it's important to get ahead of taking care of your immune health. It takes about 30 days for your body to adapt to new nutrients. So now is a great time to update your vitamin and wellness routines to help support your immune system this fall. Caravage products go beyond vitamins and supplements to include protein powders and boosts to help supplement your workouts as you move indoors in the colder months. So you will really find it helpful. For 50% off your first Carev order, go to takecareof.com, enter code Hallmarkies50. That's new code. So go to takecareof.com, Enter code Hallmarkies50. I always just thought that was funny. I'm like, how is man of business? And we're supposed to hate man of business in Hallmark movies. But he literally took a helicopter all the way to Africa just to spend time with you. That's pretty nice. Desperate. Yeah. It was a helicopter. That's misuse of oil. Oh, I guess. It's not environmentally sound. (laughs) No. I'd be pretty flattered. Get on the train, girl. Get on the train. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, so we have the fourth one coming up. And so you're actually in this one just for a cameo? Yeah, or? I've been in each of the evergreens, but just as a cameo. Mm-hmm. Like just in a little, I just pop in. Yeah, that's um, fun. I like that. Yeah, yeah, it's been so much fun every year, especially because like, and I posted this on my Instagram too, but like I had a three month old when we shot the first yeah. Evergreen and I was like a crying mess. Like I couldn't, I was nursing on set, like the entire crew saw my boobs and I mm-hmm. didn't care. I was yeah. like, we, I'm in survival mode here. Right. Um, and Could feed your child. Yeah. And um, my, uh, my older child who at the time was two and a half was in New York with my husband who was by himself. So I was alone with the baby shooting, you know, 15 hour days and Barbara Niven and Holly Robinson, Pete and Rukia were right there with me. Um, And like, I hired this, this babysitter to be with me when I was on set, but she was also a doula, but she was like out of work at the time, but she got called to a birth in the middle of us shooting. And literally like, she was like, I have to go and like handed the baby to me. And I was like, I'm on set. And like, I literally just passed the baby around to like Holly and like um, Jada, Jada's mom, um, Jada, Mm -hmm. who played my daughter in the movie, her Mm -hmm. mom. And so like, and literally crew members were just holding my three month old um, for a couple of hours. 
I remember that because I remember when uh, you you posted about it on your social media and it was like right in the thick of me too and everything. And it made me feel so good because every seemed like everybody was getting taken down and treating, you know, all, it just seemed like everybody, all you heard was how horrible all these women were being treated. Mm-hmm. And so to hear you talk about how you were treated on Hallmark set um, made me feel really good about running the podcast because it's like, okay, uh, these, you know, the, I know it's, it's super intense and it's hard and it's a lot of hours and I get all of that, but it, I was just grateful to hear at least, uh, somebody's experience that you were, that you were treated with respect and that uh, yeah. all of that. I mean, I have to tell you, like in terms of the grand scheme of the entertainment industry, Hallmark is the most, one of the most feminist places to work. It's the, the number one is always a woman. She's making more money than any of the other actors, Mm -hmm. always makes more money than number two, the boy. Um, They empower their women to produce for them. Um, And, you know, on like our little low budget scale for these sweet little movies, we're treated like stars. They come pick us up and Mm -hmm. bring us coffee and, do our makeup and, Mm -hmm. you know, and the storylines are always about these career-minded women who aren't interested in love. And then, you know, are sort of like, well, I mean, he is cute. And then are like, well, all right, this is kind of great, but they're not after love, you know, they're after like achievement and success. And I really appreciate that about working for the network. It makes me really Mm -hmm. proud. Yeah. I mean, I've said that for a long time and people think that there's somehow something demeaning about Hallmark movies. And I'm like, I'm not, not really. I mean, there, of course there's, there's always bad ones out of, out of so many that are done every year, but for the most part, they're about career minded women uh, who are serious about their jobs and who just happen to fall in love with Christmas. <laughs> it's all great. I mean, it's, it's, I, yeah, I agree. I really do. Yeah. Um, so you were in uh, Holiday Hearts with Paul Campbell. He's a great friend of our podcast. Oh, we love him. Yeah. He's, he's the first actor we ever interviewed oh, on the podcast. Oh, good yeah. start. I know. So <laughs> That's a really good first guest. Mm-hmm. You know it's going to be funny. Yeah, it was really, really fun. And uh, so, yeah, what was that like to make that movie? It must have been, must have been hilarious. We laughed so hard Uh I mean whenever you're shooting one of these like whoever your cast opposite automatically becomes like your work husband you Uh know and like you're like I don't know I kind of have a stomachache like you can talk to them about like your like what's happening in your body you know and they immediately become your best friend here uh they they were like oh she hates those shoes you know (laughs) just like your buddy yeah and Paul and I hit it off so hardcore and he and his wife became really good friends he and sorry his wife and myself became really good he and his wife became really close friends (laughs) no I became close with his wife and we have kids that are sort of the same age so we've been Mm -hmm. having play dates and um He's helped me out. I've, you know, he's just so funny. And, you know, he's an amazing writer. He just wrote one of the Christmas movies that's coming out this year. And he's been so helpful with me. Like I'll, I'll text him and be like, I need a joke, you know, and he'll, he'll write me back. And um, so he's, he's such a good friend, such a good friend. So are you writing something now? 
Yeah. yeah, I am. I'm writing a, a TV show. Um, it's a six episode limited series based on, um, it's based on a short film that I um, made that went uh, premiered at Sundance this year mm -hmm. called Meets. Um, and uh, it's about a female butcher. Oh yeah, I was going to ask you about that actually. So I, being here in Utah, I am a, a regular Sundance uh, attendee. Yeah. And uh, so I, I didn't get to see it at the festival, but I, I remember hearing about it that you were there. And did you have a good time at Sundance? I had such a good time. And it was so crazy because it was like a month before the pandemic. So it's kind of a summer year to have a movie in the festival circuit because we're getting it. We've gotten into like 50 festivals, but they're all um online they're all virtual yeah. and I I it, it's amazing and I'm grateful to be in them but I really wanted to go like hang out and meet people and you know find mm -hmm. creative partners and take classes and watch Q&A's I was really excited for all that um mm -hmm. so I was kind of bummed but I did get Sundance which is of mm -hmm. all the ones to get you know that's a good one mm -hmm. so um so yeah. I have time and it will probably be the last time that they have Sundance like that, maybe ever. Really? I mean, this next year, they're doing a 20 city um, version of Sundance with independent theaters. At least this is what they currently announced. We'll see uh, that. Yeah, there's 20 cities that are all going to be involved. And uh, I, I don't know what they're going to do as far as because uh, they are the theaters are all open here in uh, in Utah. Um, but uh I don't know what they're going to do as far as any kind of festival here, but just compared to what it had been the last, you know, four or five years, uh, it's not, it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be the same, which is a bummer. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's an exhausting couple of weeks, but man, is it, is it really fun? Especially when you find those gems that yeah. are, they're really special. Like uh, right now on Netflix, they have uh, this movie called Dick Johnson is dead. Oh yeah. And I saw that at, uh, at Sundance and, and I'm sure people will enjoy it on Netflix, but getting to, uh, get to see it, uh, at the festival, uh, the director, Kirsten Johnson, she's coming up and down the rows, answering questions, talking, and you get to actually meet her dad. And like, it's just such a different experience than, than uh what you can have in uh at home so anyway i'm kind of sad about that but yeah we'll see it's a different era huh mm -hmm. yeah at least hopefully more people get introduced to the festival mm -hmm. uh, yeah so but anyway um so now you have never kiss a man in a christmas sweater yeah and this is really exciting because not only is it based on a book which is interesting, but it was adapted by Nina Weinman, who is our other great friend of our podcast. She has been on our show more than anybody else. And Aww. she was actually our first interview period that we ever did. Oh, yay. I <laughs> yeah. love Nina. Yeah. I really love her. I love her writing. I think she is so funny. Yeah. Um, and I love her energy. And she was also really lovely, like when we went into production here because um, we just wrapped a couple of weeks ago and when we went into production she texted or she reached out to me over Instagram and said hey do you um if you need any help or you have any questions let me know and I was like hi like I'm never allowed to talk to the writer it's so yeah. exciting so uh I so I text started texting with her and then I would be on set and I'd be like 
hey, like this kind of doesn't really make sense now because of where we're shooting it. Let me show you a picture of the set. And I'd take a picture of the set and send it to her and be like, oh, I have a joke. And she would send me jokes. And it really made the, the movie a lot stronger. Um, yeah. There was something special about this, this Christmas sweater movie this year. It felt, I feel like, um, especially with Niall Mater, who is, he's a special human being. Mm -hmm. um, he is so genuinely funny and has such amazing stories. And I just felt so relaxed and at home with him. Um, and our, our chemistry was really good. And we sort of had this patter by Nina and it just feels like it really worked, you know? Yeah, I'm I so excited. I think it's gonna yeah, be really fun. But it was very fun to make. We laughed really hard. That's great. Uh, I'm really excited. Can you tell us a little bit about it and what your character, about your character? Totally. Yeah. If I can remember, hold on. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get in the game here because I do have to do a lot of press next week. Okay. Never kiss a man on a Christmas sweater. Okay. So my character got it. Okay. I am a teacher, second grade teacher. <laughs> great teacher and my best friend runs the community center um in town and over the holidays i'm going to volunteer at the community center which is on an army base so um the kids who attend this army uh army base camp over the holiday have one or more parents that are um you know abroad um in the military so the kids are going to be alone at christmas time so, you know, they are my charge. So I've got all these activities for them and stuff like that. Now I'm working at this camp and we're, we're getting, we're gearing up for the big Christmas Eve party that happens every year. That's really just for kids and it's very fun, but we need a Christmas tree for it. Like the big Christmas tree. And so I go to purchase this Christmas tree for the camp. And by accident, I'm carrying the Christmas tree and I slam the tree into Niall Mater and I knock him unconscious and break his wrist. And basically he has, I have to figure out how to shorten this for next week when I do press, because I'm telling you the entire movie right now. Long story short, Long story short, he comes to stay in our guest house because he is not allowed to, to fly back out again. Um, okay. And he ends up helping me with um, this military camp and we volunteer together and then we kind of hit that, it up. That is really exciting. I mean, <laughs> we, we always are a big fan in this podcast of more than one kiss in the film because of, uh, you know, it's just more fun. And so I'm hopeful with kisses being actually in the title, we so might get lucky. the problem is it's a pandemic. So what I right. will tell you is that there were three scripted kisses. Uh-huh. Wow, that's a lot. But not all of the three scripted kisses made it in. And I'm mm. not going to tell you anything else. Okay, I won't. Yeah. But I will so, tell you that a lot of alcohol spray was used. Right. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. So what was that? Oh like there's so much protocol it was hilarious <laughs> they, they they give you this like hydrogen peroxide mouthwash which like i don't think this is doing it but anyway like right before we roll we have to swish and then they literally spray your whole mouth with alcohol like burning alcohol yeah. 
So that then like 30 seconds into the scene when the actual kiss happens, you're like, you've been breathing in like alcohol fumes. You're just like, ah, and you just go to, you're like, let's just get the kiss over with. And then they're only allowed three takes with a kiss. Uh Um, So there was a couple where we didn't want to waste the take. Um, And we didn't want to waste the kiss when we weren't sure if the take was good. So there were a couple where we would like, we would like say the line right before the kiss and then we would go like this and then we would both stop like right here and open our eyes and be like should we do it <laughs> this one time when the camera's just on me it was my coverage so I wasn't gonna do the kiss because it was just my coverage and the kiss is usually shot in the in the like wider two shots uh-huh. you know? so this was just on me so I like say my line and I go like this and <laughs> I open my eyes and Niall's like this. And he goes, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> <That's> so <laughs> embarrassing and so, so stupid and funny. I felt like such a moron because it's awkward anyway to be like, I mean, who does this? But like, <laughs> I'm going to be watching this, this, this kiss. <laughs> very carefully now after hearing this this sounds great yeah yeah because last year they had christmas wishes mistletoe kisses and there literally wasn't a single mistletoe kiss in the whole movie that was a misplay yeah that was frustrating false advertising i thought not fair not fair yeah anyway um so uh so very good well we're excited we're looking forward to to the film it's gonna be a lot of fun well we like to end our interviews with some fun Christmas questions. Okay. You ready? Okay. First question. What is your favorite holiday drink? Okay. Well, so I really like Bailey's. Um, and I really like Bailey's in the coffee in the morning. Mm-hmm. I have to be careful because I will fall asleep. That's just when the coffee comes in handy. But right. I really like that on Christmas morning. Christmas night, I like a Manhattan with a cherry. There you go. All right. Uh, what is your favorite holiday cookie or treat? Mm. Um, there are these things called peanut... <laughs> <laughs> they look like little nests. And they're uh-huh. like peanut butter mm, they're made out of like egg noodles yeah do you know what i'm talking about yeah no i've seen those they're yeah. called like peanut butter nests or, that's not right yeah it's something like that and i just mm-hmm. can't get enough i gotta look up the name of that these are yeah. so, such a helpful reminder for all the press i'm gonna do now. this is such a good warm-up every year we need to do this so this will be my warm-up interview so that i can go google what's the name of my favorite cookie and then i can be like bam deal uh i you've got it you've got a deal um okay what's your favorite christmas song or carol mm, it's gotta be silent night mm good one okay what is your favorite classic christmas movie uh um uh bad santa oh okay good uh all right uh what is your favorite holiday tradition um we do we decorate christmas cookies on christmas eve morning with my in-laws and that is very fun Mm -hmm. um it lasts 
hours <laughs> music on and it starts early because of the kids mm-hmm. and uh <clears throat> my father-in-law like rolls out the cookie dough and then we um we do the cookie cutter stuff and then the decorations just go on and on and on and by the time you get to like noon on Christmas Eve there's been like a jalapeno cookie and people are using like black pepper and like throwing them out the window at the birds and you know everybody's a little drunk and then everybody takes a nap you're like practically living in a Hallmark movie yeah just cookie decorating except for the drunkenness (laughs) it's like that but that's lifetime (laughs) exactly (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, which do you prefer, Scrooge or the Grinch? Uh, Scrooge. Okay. Clear lights or colored? Uh, uh, colored. Okay. Would you rather be in a snowball fight or build a snowman? Uh, build a snowman. I don't Okay. Know. He's not war. Okay, good. All right. Would you consider yourself a good gift wrapper or not? No, negative. Nope. Terrible. Okay, good. For, uh, for a little while, I was wrapping uh, books at Barnes & Noble like the freak and they were like you they didn't they were like you can't come back yeah terrible at this (laughs) it's a thought that counts right okay so uh since you're in a movie called with about christmas sweaters uh so our last question is what is your ugliest christmas sweater do you have one Um, yeah my sister and i made one ugly christmas sweater a couple of years ago that was a picture of a reindeer and, and i did it with a like this red fabric paint and I drew the reindeer and then I drew little red clouds coming out of its butt and I wrote poof. <laughs> so stupid. It's a fart joke in a sweater. I mean, yeah. you can't go wrong. That's legendary. You just try <laughs> to work that into a Hallmark movie. <laughs> yeah, very good. <laughs> Well, you were in the reindeer, uh, reindeer movie. I mean, well, the reindeers fall in love, but then you were also in the other one. Multiple um, reindeer movies. Yeah. Multiple. Yeah. Yeah. I get away snow, from right? Wasn't it called snow? No, snow and yeah. snow to brain freeze. Yeah. <laughs> well, very good. You passed the test. You can keep oh, making good. Christmas movies. Oh, okay. so. <laughs> agent know okay yeah yeah very good <laughs> well thank you so much this was so much fun it was so everything fun. we all hoped it would be so you're good. hilarious and so fun so thank you so much for coming on and doing this really Thanks appreciate it me. anytime anytime i'm here i'm not doing anything <laughs> all right great uh so do you have social media you'd like to share oh, sure yeah i'm ashley williams and company on instagram Okay, great. We'll have that down in the description. People can follow you. And uh, thanks again. And hope you have a very Merry Christmas. Thank you so much. Have a good day. You and your whole family. Okay, thanks. (laughs)